0: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
1: It's Tough Topic Tuesday. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go. That's me, I'm your bridge building voice right here in the nation's capital, and I'm so glad to be hanging out with you on WAVA, the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, uh, second in the entire country, and of course all of you who are looking at me wave at you right now on Facebook Live and YouTube Live on my socials, at Anderson Speaks is the way to find me there, you can comment during the show and I'll holler back at you uh, as well. Hey, listen, we are a call in talk show, so if you want to give me a call, the phone number is 888 432 7434. That's 888 432 7434. And if you can't remember that, uh, all those numbers, just remember the word bridge. 888 43 Bridge. And you can give me a call. We can talk directly over this next hour, the first hour of rush hour out of the nation's capital covering all of Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia, and Pennsylvania as well. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, that's today, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and Open Phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. I always like to pause and uh, give our time over to the Lord, but before I do, let me tell you what we're talking about today. Here's the topic. It's Tough Topic Tuesday male rulership, a blessing or a curse. And does the Bible teach male rulership? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Maybe you have questions, Uh, men or women. uh, You have girls and boys that you raise up. You have Husbands and wives and fathers and mothers, what does the Bible say about male rulership? It may even sound like a theological Thursday because I'm going to give you a lot of scripture and I'm going to maybe open your eyes to some things that you don't know about or maybe you're right down the track with me, but it has has implications of what a woman's role might be in the home, uh, in the workplace, or what a, a guy's role might be in the home, in the workplace. It has implications about women pastors and preachers and teacher. So let's get right into it. But before we do, let's do what we always do and talk to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we commit today's show over to you and thank you for the opportunity to build a bridge through conversation via radio and social media. We commit today's show over to you now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Well, just a couple other ways that you can get a hold of me. You can always go to Andersonspeaks.com. That's AndersonSpeaks.com. Or you can go directly to embracegracism.com or just download the app Gracism. You'll see a little phone icon there. Push that and it'll call me directly in the studio. Today we're talking about male rulership. A blessing or a curse? What do you think about it? And does the Bible teach male rulership? I'm going to give you my answer at the beginning of the show. I usually wait to the end and that sort of thing, but I want to sort of teach you a little bit on this, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. And you're allowed to disagree with me. That's okay. That's why we have conversation, right? We may disagree, uh, but we learn how to be agreeable, even in the sense that we respect one another's view. And I'm going to tell you, I used to have a view. Uh, you know, having having grown up in church and then going to Moody Bible Institute, a, a strong evangelical uh, Bible school, uh, I had a strong mentality that. Uh, Uh, That women were not supposed to necessarily rule, but they were supposed to uh, be supportive and uh, really not lead, at least not lead men. And I'm going to give you about six or eight scriptures to prove it. All right. So I'm going to start with those. And then I'm going to tell you how I've moved off of that into what I believe that God is shifting into uh, what he desire, what he truly desires. And you're going to find out that male rulership is actually not a blessing. Uh, but a curse and i 'm going i 'm going to show it to you in the scriptures, and then you can interact with me my lines will be open i 'll take a call or to uh, when I think it 's you know the best, but I want to make sure to get the scriptures out and i 've even posted them on my Facebook page but listen to the scriptures supporting a woman 's place and not leading all right these scriptures support a woman 's place and not leading here we go ephesians five twenty two through twenty four wives submit to their own husbands, all right. Wives should submit to their own husbands. That's Ephesians 5:22 through 24. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 15 say a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just gonna keep reading. Did y'all change the channel on me already? Dang. All right. First Corinthians fourteen thirty three through 35. Women should remain silent in the churches. What do you think about that? First Corinthians 11, verses 3 through 16. I won't read them all, but just the top top line here. Here's the headline. I'm, I know you're going to love it. Now, I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man. And then it goes on to talk about what y'all can wear and not wear. You love that, right? Okay. Uh, Colossians three eighteen. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord or as fitting in the Lord. Here's another one. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 6. You can read the whole thing, but I'm just going to highlight the one that I know y'all love to hear. Here it is. Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands. I think I'm hearing amens all over the nation's capital. I just wonder who's saying it. Okay. (laughs) Two more. Titus 2, verses 4 through 5. It says, then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. So there you go. Women, you're free. You're free to teach and train younger women all right, and children. all right. That, and, and this is what I, I learned in many of the ladies who went to Bible college. They couldn't take the pastoral track. Uh, but if they wanted to be a children's ministry leader to teach other children, they could. All right. Let me give you one more, and this will com- conclude the scripture verses supporting a woman's place and not leading. Here it is: First Timothy three verses two and verse four says, "Now the overseer must be the husband of but one wife; he must manage his own family well." So, how can you be a Christian overseer, a pastor, an elder, a deacon? Uh, you know, you can't be a woman, right? Because this text says the husband of one wife and he must manage his own family well. So, all of these verses I just read are scripture verses that support what I believed and what so many men believe. And, and I want to know, maybe you still believe it. That's okay. We can agree to disagree, but I'm going to say them over again. I'm not going to read them again. But for those of you who are writing them down, it's about eight of them. Here you go Ephesians 5, 1 Timothy 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 11, Colossians 3, 1 Peter 3, Titus 2, 1 Timothy 3. Did you get all those? So there it is. The case is closed. Men rule, women support. Is that what the scripture is teaching? Well, when I come back, (laughs) if you're still with me, of course, when I come back, I'm going to give you scripture verses that support a shift and women's freedom to lead hmm can I prove it I'm gonna give it to you I'll be right
2: back
3: YouTube and Andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today.
1: Hey, friends, guess how old Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is? 10 years old as of march 1st so guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna throw a birthday party on february 29th it's leap day it's saturday it's from six to nine it's gonna be in columbia maryland and i want to invite you to my party it's free i want you to come okay can you hang out with me i want to meet you greet you i'm gonna show you the studio we're gonna eat some food listen to a latin band it's gonna be a fun time all you got to do is go to embracegracism.com and register there or go to andersonspeaks.com. send me an email we'll register for you just make sure you put it on your calendar. February 29th, 2020, hanging out with the doc. I can't wait to see you.
0: Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing.
1: it's real talk with dr david anderson today it's tough topic tuesday and we're talking about the tough topic of male rulership or a curse and by the way is it biblical uh that a man would uh be the leader and the, and uh the ruler and the woman would be the supporter and by the way can a woman lead in other words not that she have the ability to but should she be able to in the church and in the home or is there something out of order about that well a uh, way to stick it to a tough topic, right? Well, before the break, I gave you eight verses, and there's so many others, but eight verses that talk about a woman's role in and not, and not leading, all right, and not leading. Now, what I want to do is I want to shift to give you some scriptures about a woman's freedom to lead, and then you tell me what side of the argument uh, that you might be on or you may have questions about. Uh, Now, before I go to the scriptures to the other side and tell you where I've evolved to and why I'm there biblically, not just socially or because it's 2020, although I think those things matter, but biblically, can I actually say, based on God's word, women are free to lead at every level? Hmm. All right. We're going to talk about it. But before we do, let me take a, a call or two, and then I'll get to the scriptures. We'll kick it off with Mike, who's on the road in Maryland. Hey, Mike. It's Doctor Anderson. How you doing?
5: Oh, I'm good, but but unfortunately, I have to tell you, you're, you're wrong,
1: completely wrong. <laughs> Am I? Okay. See? Tell me why.
5: But, well, all those you know, those are cult. Those are you know not everything in the Bible is meant for is instructive for today. Those are cultural references for that period of time. Uh-huh. I mean, heck. People have been people have used the Bible to say that slavery is okay. Right. No, these are cultural references for the time. Uh-huh. Uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry, Doc. You're just, you, you just you just got to get with the times.
1: Dang. Okay. So those those verses aren't relevant anymore.
5: No, sir. Mike, I was- and there's way more to that. That be submissive one, if <laughs> I recall. Like three or four verses later, there's one you know saying uh, uh, saying that a man should be just just the same. Yeah.
1: So, do you mean to tell me I have to go home and now take Colossians 3.18 off of my refrigerator, which says, wives, submit to your husbands?
5: (laughs) Well, you know, most all of this came from Paul, who was never married. If he was married, he would have never got away with half Uh, that (laughs) stuff.
1: That's for sure. Hey, well, Mike, if I need a room today after this conversation, you have one I might be able to hang out in.
5: Yeah, get the call screener to give you my number. You can at least stay in the garage or something. I don't know if my wife will want you either, but I'll I'll find a space in the garage for you.
1: I'll take the garage. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. So y'all heard those verses. Mike is saying it's cultural. And I have to tell you, he's right. All right. Now, but not all cultural. Some of it's cultural. Some of it's not. How do you know? Well, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 11, you have to go through every verse to see which one's cultural and which one's constant. So how do you figure out which one's constant? It goes beyond culture. It's universal. It goes beyond generation to generation. How do you tell the difference? Because in in that passage, it may say a woman ought to cover her head. It may say women shouldn't wear uh, a certain kind of jewelry or jewelry at all. And so how do you know which one's cultural and which one's constant? Well, in answer to that question, you know it's constant if it's connected to creation. And so, for instance, when the Apostle Paul says that the head of of Christ is is God and the head of man is woman, he, he ties it back to creation, all right? And so when you tie it back to creation, that must mean that Christ is always, regardless of the generation or the culture, is always in submission to God the Father. And that woman is always under the covering of man. And so we talk about headship. What you're about to recognize is the difference between rulership and headship. Are you ready? Because there's a difference. All right, here's the first verse. These are scripture verses supporting a shift in women's freedom to lead. Genesis 1. Let's go all the way back now to the very beginning of the Bible. And this is what it says in verse 26. Don't miss this because a lot of people miss this. Then God said, let us make mankind or humankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. Hang on. Did you miss it? Listen, let us make humankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that, listen, they may rule over. Not him, not her, they. So rulership is given to both man and woman male and female verse 27 so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them so male and female represent the image of god right verse 28 check it out we're in genesis 128 god blessed listen them and said to them be fruitful and multiply or be fruitful and increase in number did you see that It's called the original blessing, Genesis 1-8. In other words, God blessed them. It didn't say God blessed him and then he blessed her. God blessed them both, the male and the female, and said to both, said to them, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, you cannot be fruitful and multiply and fulfill the command that God has given unless you have them both. He didn't say to the woman, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say to the man, be fruitful and multiply. He said to both of them, they need each other in order to be fruitful and multiply. And then he goes on to say in verse 28, rule over the fish in the sea, the birds of the air, the birds of the sky, and every living creature that moves on the ground. Did you see it? Rulership. God tells them and commands them twice together to rule. So male rulership is actually not a part of the original blessing. Co- cooperative rulership with male and female is the original blessing rulership was a command given to both the man and the woman be fruitful and multiply was a command to both of them now we know in genesis 3 there was sin right uh where eve sinned because she was deceived and adam then took it from her and ate it And, and remember after that happened the lord god actually went after adam not eve genesis 3 8 then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid, they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? Why did not he call to the woman? Because the man was the one he actually gave the command to, not the woman. And then when the man was right there with the woman, when she was deceived to eat the fruit, he was right there. And he ate it too. And so this is what we call federal headship. He was covering her, but he didn't cover her very well. There's a difference between rulership and headship. But what I want you to see is that male rulership is not a part of the original blessing. Cooperative rulership is. Let me tell you something. Male rulership is a curse. How do I know it? Not because I feel that way. I mean, it's a great deal for me as a man, right? Yeah, I'm a ruler. But notice that it's a curse. This is what it says. Genesis 3, verse 16. Remember, now God had presented a curse to the devil, to the ground, to the man. Now in verse 16, to the woman. This is what it says. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. So ladies, you can thank Eve for that. And it goes on to say, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Did you see that? Your desire, meaning you're going to want his position and want his role, and it says he's going to fight back and he's going to rule over you. See, rulership, he will rule over you. That is a curse. Think about this. Male re- rulership is a curse. Cooperative rulership between male and female is a blessing. Genesis twenty-one twenty-eight, and here you have the curse, Genesis 3.16, all because of sin. Before the fall, they ruled together The curse created rulership one over another, and it's not a bad deal if you're a man, right? But there's a distinct difference between rulership and headship, and God has not called man to rule over other humans. He's called man to rule over the animals and the fish and the rest of the environment. But together, they're supposed to do that. All right. I'm going to say a pause right there. I'm going to give you the phone number. I'm going to go to the phone lines. And then I have so much more that I'm going to press into so you can see by the time this show is over, at least from my perspective, why the Bible gives women the freedom to lead. But here it is. With men under headship, not rulership. All right. 888 four three two seven four three four all right let me go to nathaniel who's in sterling virginia hi nathaniel it's dr anderson here how you
4: doing i'm well by the grace of god how you doing
1: oh i'm alive and grateful thanks for hanging with me what are you thinking
4: um uh i, did, I didn't catch a lot of the things on, um earlier okay you guys have said but i did catch the caller previously that okay. said that the text was not for today uh-huh and i think he's wrong okay uh, that text is for today because it says what us husband or wives submit to your husbands and husbands submit to um husbands submit to your wife as um christ is the head I, i'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. but right. if that text is not for today so then why should we not submit to christ because it says what um christ is also in the same co- context of the text
1: right so, if yeah. you're
4: going to say that's not applicable for today, then Christ is not applicable. And we know that's totally wrong. So exactly. I don't know what he meant by that. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think so he that w- text is for today.
1: Yeah, I think he was goading me a little bit because he knew where I was going. But the bottom line is there's some of these texts that are cultural and not for today in the way that they were uh, practically applied then. As opposed to the way yes, they're practically they're, 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 applied uh, now. And so I, I think you're right. And, and and it's connected to Christ. If it's connected to Christ and if it's connected to creation, then it's constant. It doesn't change. But the way yeah. we do it probably does. Would you agree with that, Nathaniel?
4: Yes. And yeah. I think the further text where it speaks about the hair and stuff like that, that's yeah. culturally.
1: That's um, right.
4: Difference is where we could differ. That's about, right. But when it comes to that one, submitting, I think that's for today. And,
1: uh, yeah, That's right. Hey, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you hanging with me. That was Nathaniel. And this is why you have to do the good work of trying to figure out what's cultural and what's constant. And what does submission look like? And, 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 and in that passage in Ephesians 5, it says, Wives, submit uh, to your husbands as unto the Lord. Then it says, Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. But in verse 21, prior to that, it says, Submit one to another. So that means men submit to their wives and wives submit to their husbands, but people don't like that verse. they like to pick it up starting at verse twenty two. Act like verse twenty one's not there, and even in your page break, if you look on your Bible, it like has a page break right between twenty one and twenty two but actually twenty one I mean, who put the page breaks in there? Jesus didn't right? I mean, remember the, when the Bible came, the Bible did not come with chapter v- verses. Did you know that Uh, this is a part of the translation we put in chapter verses, paragraph breaks, punctuations based on how we we understand it. But there were no subtitles and commas and and little numbers (laughs) in English. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so you just need to understand that if you just read it the way it's written, don't start with verse 22 because your your Bible has a page break and it titles it wives and husbands. No, verse 21, submit one another, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's the title. Now, wives, let me talk to you. Husbands, let me talk to you. You see that? But we don't like, I don't want to say we don't like 21. I'm saying people have not taught us that 21 actually comes before 22 and 23. We just pick it up with wives, submit to your husbands. Like that's really where the introductory sentence begins. Mm, I'm shaking it up cause it's tough. Topic Tuesday. I'll be right back.
6: So I was traveling recently, coasting along on a turnpike in West Virginia when I saw a billboard that made my brain say, "What? Chick Fil A, seventy-three miles ahead." Now, don't get me wrong; nobody loves the perfect Chick Fil A chicken sandwich more than this guy. But seventy-three miles ahead? But then it made sense. Sometimes being patient and waiting for the right time brings the best things. It's Ryan and at our faith and family mortgage team, you'll find the same type of patience from us. If you're curious about what buying, refinancing, or a cash out refinance would even look like, but you're still hesitant, that's totally okay. You won't get an ounce of pressure from us because that's not who we are. We're still happy to chat and we'll be happy to wait 73 miles or 700 miles to make sure it's the right time for you. We our united faith mortgage
7: we pay your appraisal
8: fees up to five hundred dollars that's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing nice
0: umc mortgage company melbourne new york animalist number 1330 animalisconsumeraccess.org we want your feedback regarding wava That's why we've launched the annual WAVA Listener Survey. This is WAVA General Manager Tom Moyer asking you to take 20 minutes to tell us who you are and share your thoughts about WAVA. If you've taken our Listener Survey before, please take it again this year. We've made the survey shorter, and someone will win $500. Go to WAVA.com now and click on the Listener Survey display or use the keyword survey. HD Radio listeners can hear WAVA-FM on 105.1 FM HD1 and hear us on our mobile app and on radio.com.
3: Don't miss Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee, Monday through Friday at 5.30 a.m. right here on WAVA.
0: Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com. Impact Mortgage Corp DBA Cashcom Mortgage NMLS ID 128231 Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states including New York Offer not available in Washington Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions
6: You see it on TV every day Global turmoil But these international events help keep interest rates low And may even drive them lower In response, we at cashcom Mortgage Have lowered our interest rates for the new year And that's great news for homeowners If you have a current rate above 2.99% Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs, and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to cashcallmortgage.com or call 800 299 1364. That's 800 299 1364. 800 299 1364.
1: And I'm back. It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're in the second half of the show, and we are talking about male rulership, blessing or curse. <laughs> uh, we are so glad that you're hanging out with us if you're just joining us. It is tough topic Tuesday. And in the first half of the program, I went over eight verses that pretty much talk about a woman's place and not leading. And then I started down the other track, and this is the second half where I'm talking now about women's freedom to lead. And you have to choose what side you're on, or a blend of the two. But what do you think? You know, let's look at the scriptures and talk about it. What does this mean culturally, biblically, scripturally? I'm trying to give you scripture so you can at least say, "Wow, maybe I hadn't seen it that way." So what did we do? We started with Genesis one and the what I call the people have called the original blessing where it says that he blessed them the command to two commands rule rule together and be fruitful and multiply reproduce those are the two uh that the lord gave uh male and female and you can't do a reproduction one without the other so god is desiring a cooperative venture between male and female. So you can't have this sort of feminist mentality. We don't even need a man. We're just going to go do our thing. Nor can you have this domination chauvinistic mentality. Well, I'm just going to rule over women. So then we read in Genesis three that male rulership is a curse. It actually says it when the Lord is presenting a curse because of sin, it says that he will rule over you. Right. So that's a curse. All right. So male rulership comes as a consequence of our sin. Now, Uh, what happens is when christ comes he comes to redeem all things and to reverse and get us back you know reverse the curse to get us back where he wants us uh to be all right and that is where we were in the garden of eden all right where in christ we can now get back to god's greatest ideal now uh grace calls in and says that a man who leads in kindness is not threatening to a woman and that makes the difference um Fran Coas Vance on Facebook wants to know how how I would interpret 1 Corinthians 14 verses 33 uh, through 35, which basically says a woman needs to Uh, be silent in the church and not not speak. Go home and ask your husband if you have a question. And Eric Robinson on Facebook wants to know how I define headship. Let me get through a couple of those and go back to the phone lines as well. If you want to call me, the number is 888-432-7434. And I have much more for you, by the way. So don't even even go anywhere. But let me hit these real quick. First of all, uh, headship. The difference between rulership and headship. Rulership is about uh, controlling. Headship's about covering. All right. You can choose to go under a covering. All right. You choose to go under shelter. You choose to put on a hat. You choose to walk under uh, uh, an awning when it's raining. It's it's, it's a choice that you make. That's the beautiful thing about covering. You you even choose to receive Christ and come under his cover or you don't. Okay, so that's the beautiful thing. I get to choose covering. Rulership is not about choice. It's about the ruler choosing to dominate you and you have no say uh, unless that ruler says you have say. Are you with me? And so that's the difference. One's about covering. The other one's about controlling. Well, what does that cover look like? It looks like protection. Uh, it looks like safety and so you say well what does it look like you got to ask the person you're that's covering uh that that's under your cover what does covering look like to you what does safety feel like for you what does protection feel like to you and and then they submit themselves to that so it may look different depending on on how the person feels do i feel safe do i feel protected uh do i want to be spiritually protected by this pastor do i want to be under the spiritual cover of this house you see what i'm saying uh the leader of that house says "As for me in my house we're going to serve the lord now you get to choose do you want to be under the covering of this house or another one you see how i'm going with that one so that's how eric robinson i would define that all right now the first corinthians 14 passage I, i'll come back to that i want to take some phone calls but what does it mean for a woman to be silent in the church oh i've, I've got some stuff for you there but let me go to anna right now in washington dc hey anna it's dr anderson how you doing
7: Hi, Dr. Anderson.
1: Thanks for calling Doing me. I'm
7: great. How about yourself?
1: <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for hanging with me. Problem. What are you thinking?
7: Great. I just had a good question. I'm gonna ask, and then I'm gonna let you answer. I'm gonna get off the phone because I think I'm getting confused. Okay. Because I'm thinking when you said, um, "Okay, it was," it sounds like you're saying that man and woman were equal starting out. Yes. But after the curse, after of Adam and Eve. The apple. Adam had a part. I mean, Eve had a part in it. Because of that, in a sense, he, the Lord was like, "Well, for your sin, Eve, you are always going to bear pain when they have kids, yep. and you're going to be under the ruling of Adam." Yep. So, in a sense, is that man being the head of the household? Are you saying that's because of a curse, or had they not eaten the apple, would Men and women still been equal. Yep. That's my question. No, so you, I think I'm getting the
1: next- you got it exactly right. Uh, that male rulership is a curse, not male headship. He- headship means I got your cover. I got your protection. I got your safety. But rulership means I dominate you. And you're going to be trying to fight and get my position. That's what he says. Uh, the woman's going to try to desire her husband's position, basically. And he's going to rule over her and, and dominate her. And that's what's been happening all these generations until Christ comes back and sets them free and reverses that curse. So you got that but right. You
7: say dominate, but when you say dominate, in what way?
1: Well, think about think about all the yeah think about all the ways that men dominate uh, over over women. Take dominion, tell them to do what they need to do. You can't you 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 can't make any decision without me. I'm the man. I make decision. I run. I get all the money. Run the money uh... you know some men are maybe uh, what we might call benevolent dictators but it's basically being a dictator and feeling like god's okay with it and god commanded it and you need to just sit down and be quiet
7: So, does it have anything to do with physical strength because i always thought that he made a man to be ruler anyway because of the differences in the strength and the muscles and all of that
1: Mm-mm. i mean yes men are stronger and women may be the weaker a vessel physically in some ways but that is not why uh, God c- put the curse on her to, for him to be ruler. Uh, she's supposed to be okay. head and there's a difference between the head and a ruler.
4: Okay, I got it.
1: Got it. We'll be right back.
3: Does your church have legal challenges?
6: education dr david anderson is the new chancellor of a mega graduate school formerly known as oxford graduate school and your education as a working adult is important to him to god and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research go to ogs.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188
1: hey friends guess how old real talk with dr david anderson is 10 years old, as of March 1st. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a birthday party on February 29th. It's Leap Day. It's Saturday. It's from 6 to 9. It's going to be in Columbia, Maryland. And I want to invite you to my party. It's free. I want you to come, okay? Can you hang out with me? I want to meet you, greet you. I'm going to show you the studio. We're going to eat some food, listen to a Latin band. It's going to be a fun time all you got to do is go to embracegracism.com and register there or go to andersonspeaks.com send me an email we'll register for you just make sure you put it on your calendar february 29th 2020 hanging out with the doc i can't wait to see you
0: want more real talk with dr david anderson you can now catch dr anderson's half hour radio highlight show on saturdays at 7 p.m right here on wava 105.1 You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. I'm
1: back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you? Hey, listen, we're talking today about uh, male rulership, a blessing or a curse. Uh, We said that male rulership is a curse, according to Genesis 3, uh, verse 16, right? And so uh, that is important to see that right there in the scriptures. We said that rulership together, cooperative rulership, is a blessing, and that's how God... uh, that's how God did it. I mean, he actually blessed them both and, and commanded them both to be fruitful and multiply. So that's a pretty cool thing. You can do it together. Um, now, what the different roles look like, I think that changes with culture and the way, you know, the husband and the wife work. And I think there's a lot of freedom there. Uh, but this idea of, well, I'm the man and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you, know, uh, uh, you know, manage all the money, you know, as opposed to who, who's, who's the most skilled at it. Uh, you've been managing the money for a long time and guess what the bills aren't being paid and you're backed up and your credit score uh bites why Be- And she's more qualified to do it let her do it <laughs> headship just means you're covering her so honey it, please do it because i can't do it that well you do it if that's where she's skilled you know you just want to make sure you're doing it cooperatively all right we could talk about this all day long let me give you my number 888-43-BRIDGE now, First uh, Corinthians 14, 34 and 35, as a uh, um, uh, friend, Vance, asked, he wants to know my interpretation. My interpretation of women keeping silent in the church, that that's cultural and that was liberating for women. <laughs> I know you're like, what? how could being silent in the church be liberating? Just how black slaves sitting in the back of a white church was liberating. They weren't allowed in the white church for the, with the masters for a long time. And then finally they were allowed in the church, but they had to sit in the back and be quiet. Well, for them, that looked like progress. For us, looking back, it looks bad. But for them looking forward, it's like, wow, that's progress. Okay, we'll come. All we got to do is be quiet and sit in the back. Okay, no problem, you see. So it just depends on how you look at it. Back in this day, women weren't allowed in the synagogue. And now, with the apostles saying, y'all allowed in. All right. But just please be quiet. And if you got a question, ask your husband at home. okay? because this is a big deal. We haven't done this before and we don't want to blow stuff up. So, you know, so they saw it as a privilege. And this shows you that the Lord was liberating women to do things that they hadn't done before. That's how I interpret it. I don't believe it's for today that men uh, get to speak in church. And then if a woman reads the scripture. Uh, then the men get up and leave. That's what happened when I was in Bible college. If a woman shared, I'm putting air quotes, shared her testimony, she was fine. As soon as she shared a verse, read the scripture, guys would get up with a sense of holy pride and they'd walk out because a woman was reading the word of God. <laughs> you know, so inconsistent. If she sings it, it's fine. <laughs> as the deer peneth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. Well, as long as you sing it, you I'm not going to get up and leave. But if you talk it, ah, Psalm forty-two, one, as the deer panteth for the water. So, I mean, come on. Now I'm going to get up and leave? That's ridiculous. Okay, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Welton, who is in Washington, D.C. Hey, Welton, Dr. Anderson here. How you doing?
2: Dr. Anderson, it is so good to hear you discussing this difficult topic. And I <laughs> admire your courage in presenting your view. And I just wanted to, Say that and be very ironic, real quick. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, but I'm I I'm, I'm, I just wanted to be brief. But I just had a few points that I just wanted to you know give you some holy pushback. Okay, go ahead. Um, number number one, Adam is created first, and yeah. woman woman is to be his helpmate.
1: That's and true. I feel as though when I you agree.
2: presented your views on Genesis, that you kind of you kind of neglected that part in that. Adam, the female is to be his helpmate, not inferior, yeah. but it is that supporting role from yep. the beginning. They are still equal, but she's a supporter. Yep. And and so I think that is leads to my second point, which was that the headship-rulership distinction, you know, I, I think that's it, it. it's hard to sustain when she is to, supposed to play the the supporting role and it's a it's a holy road though because God Himself is called our help. Sure. And so I think yeah. that. But you we know, can at the foundation. And I do when you when, you when yeah. Let oh, me I'm just sorry. Go ahead.
1: now let me just jump in real quick, Welton. I agree with you, and all of that looked perfect before the fall. After the fall, it went awry. Because what you just said, everything that you said was Genesis one and two before the fall, so I'm with you, right? He commands both of them mm-hmm. to rule together. He makes him first, yes, then sir. makes her out the side. It's all beautiful, they're one flesh, and everything's all good. so they got this dance down, okay, I'm with you mm-hmm. <laughs> but once yes, that fall, once that fall happened, now they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It does. It gets out of order. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The issue there is that when you presented the element of of the rulership being a curse, I don't think that that is sustainable because sin is trying to like. If you look later on in Genesis um, four, whenever he talks about sin trying to yeah. rule over you, but you need to rule over it. Yeah, Adam ruling over the woman isn't the isn't the issue. It's not in and of itself the curse. It's the fact that there's going to be tension. She will be trying to stick trying to basically steal yeah. his role. Yeah. Well, and I- so that Adam's leadership isn't the issue. It's that women, the the woman will be rebelling against that i think that is more textually sustainable well, i'm
1: not i'm not i'm not sure if i'd rulership. agree i'm not sure if i'd agree with you but we could agree to disagree it seems like it's a curse to me when he says to right, the woman right, to the woman i mean first of all he said to the ground and then you know to satan and to satan mm-hmm. to the ground to the man you know he's giving he's giving curses out to everybody and then when he gives her the curse you know it pretty much says he will rule over you like i mean it didn't seem like that was a blessing
2: yeah, the desire, your desire will be for him. That's only half and, of it, though. That's, that's the, the first half. Of,
1: that's only the right, first half. Yeah,
2: but he will still have the, he will still, he will still win out in the end. Which <laughs> but why are you only taking half of it? Thing. Why are you only
1: taking half of it? It says you. No, 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 your desire that, will I, I be. that. Okay, but he says your desire yeah. will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Why can't you take both of those the same?
2: No, no, I, I, I'm taking them both. Okay. But what I'm saying is that to say that, rulership in and of itself is the curse whenever rulership has been there adam has been the leader all along and that's what i'm saying no nah, they were ruling together though distinction
1: they were ruling together though
2: I, I i agreed that they were ruling together but she was ruling with him as the helpmate okay so go so with they that were one ruling together go with, with that one the supporter
1: go with that then they were ruling she was ruling with him that's what you said now when you get to the as curse, the supporter yeah okay fine But you just said, and I agree with you, she was ruling with him. Now he will rule over you. See the difference?
2: I I see what you're saying. Yet all throughout the rest of Scripture, women are helping the promises of of Abraham continue.
1: Yeah, but but they're also leading. They're also um, uh, breaking ground. Uh, and, and man's dominating more and more and more. He's got now 1,000 wives, 300 wives, 700 contrabands. I can't get it all to straight. But these are men of God, <laughs> but they're still screwing up, and they're still uh, literally oh, yeah. hurting that's women true. all throughout the generations. And so for us to bring a corrective word uh, like Jesus did, I mean, that's all he did when it came to the gospel. He was bringing a corrective word to free and liberate people i mean that's the side i want to i want to get on to help those who've been oppressed and help those who have used the word of god to oppress other people now we've got to somehow bring. no
2: problem with that we got to bring this other
1: side to it which i know you're with me on it welton uh we got to bring this other side just to kind of bring a little balance to it because us dudes have been preaching this thing hard for so long (laughs) women are like who are we Hey, listen, man, I got to roll. But uh, thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for kicking it with me and pushing back. I love it. I could do it all day. Unfortunately, I only got a couple more minutes. I'll be right back.
0: Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving.
9: If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BOOST to 88988. That's B-O-O-S-T to 88988. Did you know a cash investor will only give you pennies on the dollar? I'm Christy Moore, founder of Local Expert Realty. With our new five-day sales strategy, we got our sellers an average of $46,000 more than expected. It's not for everyone, but if you have a house to sell now, we can sell it for top dollar in five days. No lowball investor offers. Call now at 866-404-5858. 866-404-5858.
1: Certain conditions or exceptions may apply.
9: Listen to what another listener had to say about
3: us. I've been listening to radio program for many years. I heard Christy Moore's ad. I wanted to sell my aunt's house and they immediately did a stupendous job. I was very impressed what i liked the best was how fast everything took place i wasn't expecting that it happened very quickly smooth and i was able to meet my goals
9: if you want to sell your house call now at 866-404-5858 866-404-5858
0: this is jerry boyer of townhall finance for townhall.com In a recent interview with the Financial Times, legendary investor Warren Buffett criticized businesses for imposing their own political framework on the rest of society. At first glance, this may come as a surprise. Buffett is himself a politically active liberal. But even he can see that woke capitalism has gone too far. As an investor, he's been consistent in supporting businesses that put shareholders first. The shareholders, after all, are the owners. Carbon neutrality, LGBTQ activism, sustainability, and other forms of virtue signaling are just another form of corporate perk. The private jets of a business class that craves social validation. Validation not for being rich, but for being woke. Such indulgences might win them points in their social set and with elite media, but not with their owners. If they want to do it, they should at least do it on their own dime and with their own time. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by
2: ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom.
8: Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com.
1: And thank you so very much. For your support. I'm so grateful for, to you. Hey, listen, uh, I've got so many calls and so little time now. So, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to extend this topic through the next couple of days uh, Wisdom Wednesday, uh, the wisdom of male headship, and then uh, Theological Thursday, the theology of cooperative ministry with men and women. And I want to take you to the New Testament as well, because I spent time in the Old, right, in uh, Genesis 1 through 3. I want to show you now how uh, Acts 1 and Acts 2 and, and 1 Corinthians and all of this ties together so you can kind of get a fuller view. Of At least what I'm thinking, again, you don't have to agree. You know, you can choose to uh, kind of go down this road with me or say, no, nope, that's a little bit too too much. You know, it's okay. You know, that's why I love our show. But I want to at least give you some uh, sort of biblical references, and then we can go back and forth like me and Welton did. I think we're pretty much in the same space, but uh, we, we had to tangle to get there in a good, loving way. Boy, I love – I mean, that's the first time talking to you, Welton, but I love you, dude. Call me back. We could debate anytime. Debate's so strong. I don't know what you want to call that, but it was just fun, and I liked it. All right. So tomorrow, let's carry this on and let's talk about, OK, what is male headship as, as opposed to rulership? And what does that look like? Uh, and, what, and why is that good? And why does it feel good uh, to, to women and men? And how can men step up to do that and all of that? Tell me what you think about it all. OK. And if you want to carry the conversation on even further, just go to my Facebook page. Uh, or if you want to shoot me a private email again, just go to andersonspeaks.com dot com and you can hit me on the email there as well. If you want to hear me teach on this, just uh, uh, a while ago, if you go to, I think it's January 26th, okay, on my, on 2020, on my Facebook page, uh, you'll hear a sermon on this. The second half of the sermon deals with all of this. First half of the sermon deals with some other stuff, but the second half of the sermon, I tr- uh, I transition to say, can women actually uh, help advance the kingdom of God? And if so, how? And so if you want to see all this scripture pre- sort of preached and taught uh, by me, all you know in one kind of message. Then go to my Facebook Live page or my YouTube channel at Anderson Speaks is the handle there, and check out the sermon, uh, the State of the Church Address 2020. Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're perfect in the way you created us, male and female. And Lord, help us to know how to work together and not be divided. But uh, Lord, help us to know your perfect will in Christ, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.